0: You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast Hello, my fine listeners. This is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you on a beautiful day. Doing a podcast, right? Well, I'm going to start out right now. I'll uh, voice my support for the Ukrainian fighters, the Ukrainian military and the resistance fighters in Ukraine, doing an incredible job there, hoping Beyond hope that they're able to re- resist Russian aggression. And right as we speak, right now they have uh, a discussions going on in Turkey. There have been at least six different talks that went on so far. And we're hoping that maybe this will maybe pan out and the, the Ukrainians can get a break, right? So, uh, but listen, Ukraine still needs our help. So, uh, Doctors Without Borders, Save the Children's Foundation, or, or any of those uh, more reputable charities probably be go really well. The UNICEF, UNICEF is really good for that. Uh, you know, the UN International Children's Education Fund—that's a, that's a good one. Uh, but. You. Know, it pays to do a little research. Just do a little research before you send money. It's it's worth it. And uh, be as generous as you can to the most effective charities that there are. They're, the Ukrainians are giving their uh, bodies and soul to the fight, and we can contribute some of the, something to help them out. Um, and uh, we can think a little about like what we're going through here you know, you know, people bitching about all the things they had to go through, high fuel prices or wearing a mask or having to get a vaccine. And there's some horrible things happening in Ukraine, horrible things happening around the world. But, um, because they're Europeans, you know, the United States, uh, well, you know, I'm affected more so by that because of my close association with, uh, my in-laws who are next to Ukraine and some of them were born in Ukraine. Um, Some of my wife's uh, relatives were born in Ukraine, former uh, Ukraine. You know, the, the, the borders have fluctuated a bit over the years. So we're hoping the best for them. And I'll do another note. Well, uh, yesterday, being a day off, we had a lovely day, the wife and I just relaxing, shopping, doing things that married people do. But we didn't get to go to a beach. We we're going to go to a beach, but the, the daughter dilly-dallied around. She didn't know if she wanted to go, and then she didn't want to go, and ended up we ended up not going, doing anything except just bumming around the house, maybe getting hanging in the hammock outside, which is still a great day. Still a great day. But, you know, I watch a little basketball. Uh, St. Peter's got knocked out at NCAA. I don't watch a lot of sports. Uh, you may have heard me say this before. There's only a couple sports that really grab me. Uh, one's football. Uh, I like uh, college basketball, especially during the NCAA. I do enjoy it. But I have a tendency to feel guilty watching people play sports when I'm not working out. I'm not saying I have to work out all the time and things like that. But I, I like to see really good competition, uh, tight game. And there was a couple good games during this tournament so far. And one of my favorite teams is still in there. They're playing, I don't know if they're playing tomorrow or I think maybe tomorrow. Uh, Villanova is playing against Kansas, if I'm not correct. So go Wildcats. Okay, now, in these times of hyper partisanship and all this bullshit we've been going through here and the bullshit that we've been put through from, like, Russia and by our own minds, the way we dealt with COVID and, and the gas prices going up inflation and things like that and us pointing the finger at everyone at each other and at different people we wanted to take our mind off things so i mentioned we watched a little unc double a well my wife likes watching the red carpet things red carpet events especially the oscars she loves watching their outfits so i said hey listen it starts at six thirty. you get to watch it and I have to admit, there's some beautiful women on there. Ooh, you some foxy, a lot of foxy Latino women there. Uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, black women. A couple, you know, they were, they were just beautiful women. And uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to not just be like totally ignorant. So oh, I don't like this stuff. And look at these gowns, look at these outfits and stuff like that. So I, I sat there with her and watched it. Yeah, it wasn't that much. I didn't hate it. You know, there were some good looking women there. I enjoyed watching. So we were rolling into it and then we're watching the Oscars. Figured to take our mind off things. No, it's Hollywood. The fake. And we, you know, Abby and I would talk about, oh, that person looked like they have had a lot of uh, plastic surgery that person doesn't look like they had a lot of plastic surgery oh seems you know we're saying oh they're probably very confident and stuff like that and we we talked about that and i always pointed out i said you know some people look really good uh and some people look like they age gracefully and other people too look like oh my god And we didn't see too many of the monsters last night. When I say monsters, the horrible stories of plastic surgery. But one thing that happened, and I won't have to, I won't go over the event because everyone saw it. I was, it, it was getting kind of boring. I'm watching it. I put my head down. Chris Rock comes out. And we all know, if you haven't been living under a rock, we know what happened. Chris Rock started with a couple jokes and his second second joke I t- tried to land was he looked over at the front row, saw Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, right? And he goes and says, makes a comment about, oh, Jada, G.I. Jane part two's coming out. The sequel. Yeah, just like that, point at it. It was a I understand. I understand the joke. Whether it was good or not, you know, on, on a seat of repentance pretty good, but you know, you gotta be careful just because things can be said, you don't want necessarily can say them. Right? It was objectively, if you had no feelings about the person he was saying about, it was objectively or subjectively funny if you take Jada Pinkett's feelings out of it but the things that followed after and the comments followed after when Will Smith got up and all of a sudden I seen him walking up on stage and you could see Chris Rock was a little disoriented and all I saw it looked like a really bad punch or really hard slap and it turned out to be a really hard slap My head was on my wife's lap. I was laying down watching and it just came up. And then the sound cut out. And we thought, for a split second, we thought it was fake. And then you see his reaction. You see Will uh, Smith's reaction when he goes back and sits down. You see um, Chris Rock's reaction. And I said, that was real. I've seen some acting... In live shows. But I knew automatically that was real. And there's still people coming up. They may even say. In order to say it. Say Chris Rock. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Rock. And Will Smith get together and say. Well. uh, Chris Rock could say. Listen you smacked me on national television. I didn't do anything. So we have to uh, either say. Both say it was staged. Or I'm going to have to. Feud with you a little. Or Chris Rock could be the bigger man and say, listen, I'm a comedian and I hit a chord. And that's what happened. And Will Smith would have to go along with it and say, yeah, I did it. And that was, you know, that was it. Now, he, he started blubbering when he accepted later on, like right after, like 20 minutes later, while they the Academy Awards, they tried to barrel through everything. They decided to not even mention it. Right? Some people said, oh, the emotions are kind of high, blah, 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 and all these things. So they went on, and then Will Smith started crying, talking about uh, making an analogy with the movie that he won the Academy Award for, King, King Richard. And it was a very good movie, and he was, King Richard was very protective about his family, but... But what he didn't do in King Richard, well, Richard Williams did not go up and smack the guys that were harassing his daughters. He stood up to them, but he did not smack them. Okay? So, I mean, he protected his family. King Rich, Richard William, according to the story, protected his family without being violent. Okay? Which you are right or wrong if that thing occurred when he was being harassed by, it seemed like, street toughs that maybe he could have gotten violent, to explain it to him. But he didn't in the movie. But on the award show, Will Smith chose to get violent, walk up and open uh, palm, hit him. And the reactions, that's the thing. The reactions are probably more poignant than the act themselves. Or more telling. More telling. Where people are saying, hey, don't say anything about the guy's wife. Right? And I've been in situations, it depends on where you are. If you're on the street, if you're in a nice restaurant, it varies, your your response varies. Right? The kind of person you're talking to. But what you don't think is what the perspective was. Now put yourself in its perspective. The Academy Awards, the Oscars, right? It's an entertainment event, right? Celebrating entertainment, and they use comedians. Now, it's ninety something, ninety something uh, awards banquets they've had. And over the last 40 years, 50 years, they cracked the lamest jokes and usually at the expense of people attending. And pretty much they're saying the Academy is going to make fun of itself. They're going to make fun of the movies. They're going to make fun of the people in the movies. And some of these comics have gotten even more personal and meaner than before. But it hasn't happened overnight. It's been happening gradually for years. And much like going to a comedy club, if you sit your ass down in front of a comedy club, not if you're dragged to the... Con- now, if you're dragged, forced to go to a comedy club and say, listen, I have bad anger issues, please don't get me ringing you to a comedy club. I know I have bad... I'm trying to deal with it, but maybe a comedy club isn't the best way. No, you have to go to the comedy club. No, but okay, you voluntarily go to a comedy club, you you're you're asked to sit in the front row or you know because they put a lot of the people that were favorites to win the people nominated in the front row in their hybrid seating they have now at, at the Oscars meaning they had like big booths with groups of people that were nominated the big stars the big uh, directors groups of people from different movies that were nominated a lot figures say save them the hassle of walking back and forth all the time and having to get up for each member of those movies, right? Kind of makes sense. But they did put them in the front row. And when you go to a front row, if you've ever been in a comedy club, if you're sitting there and if you're wearing an interesting shirt or a hat or a t-shirt, whatever, it marks your person or sets you apart from someone else you're going to get attention. And if you're going to be Will Will Smith being nominated or Charlize Theron or let me pick some Francis McDormand, Robert De Niro, all those people, when you're famous, you're going to be the object of attention. Right? And you know, some of them, Ricky Gervais was particularly uh, very difficult. You know, matter of fact, they did a bit on his show how Ricky Gervais was particularly mean to a Tim Allen at one time, or at the Emmys, or something like that. And people may get upset and do things, but you know, getting up and smacking someone—I can say the joke. The joke was in poor. You know, because Jada Pinkett Smith has a problem with alopecia. She's been hoping about it. But to make a joke about it, it's like making a fat joke in front of somebody. Like they don't know that. Or a bold joke. In the beginning of the Oscars, they were, uh, what was it? Amy Shuler, Wanda Sykes, and I don't know the third uh, female comedian in there. But they were sitting there just jimmer jammering away, and all of a sudden they were talking about how it, you know, it's the first awards banquet being held there since two years previously when uh, COVID started up. And he said it's been COVID was very hard on people, right? And he said, well, just take a look at Timothy Chalamet. And then what they did is they went over to uh, J.K. Simmons. And who's in his mid-60s, I guess. And he's the kind of a grisly looking guy. And he said, boy, it's been, it's been hard on Timothy Chalamet. Directly making fun of his age and his grizzled looks. Right? And the guy took it. The guy took it and he must have known it. I think he won. I think he won. A, he may have won an Academy Award already, the guy. But he was nominated again. The guy J.K. Simmons. And he didn't get up. Well, that would be something. And that would be something getting up, smacking a female host. But people's reaction saying, well, he had a right to it. He had a right to go, up, you know, walk up and smack Chris Rock. Now, being aware... That you're going to be subject to some personal jokes. That should be a given at the Academy Award. Now, this joke was as poor as the poor taste as you could. One, there's probably worse they could have done, not necessarily for Jada Pink, but they could have done jokes about couples and how they're, you know, they, I think Jada Pink and, and Will Smith had. Uh, an open marriage and t- trust me I'm from Philadelphia too like Will Smith and there's some things you can't call a person like if you go and humiliate someone and call them a pussy in front of other people it's like either they're going to you're going to cow them or they're going to come and react and come at you right well the go up there and display physical violence after someone shows poor taste, but not unexpectedly poor taste, meaning that happens a lot, So they sucked it up. And then c- crying about it, your, about your bad behavior, that's just, that's like an someone after they make a bad mistake when they're drinking and they crashed their car. I'm so sorry. I have a problem and this and that and I am just want to be, you know, I'm just trying to cope and all this stuff. No. It's too late already. You should have said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I realize that and I'll, uh, I'll apologize directly. Even though a lot of people say, well, Chris Rock should be apologizing to him. Now, all that Chris Rock would have to be apologizes for poor taste in picking his subject. And comedy is a lot like that. You are looking for chinks in the armor when you're going insane. And some of the things fall flat. Give you a little show um, Bill Maher. Show on HBO. I love Delmar. He'll say some pretty dark stuff. He will say some pretty dark stuff, and comedians do. Late night people do it, and they tear apart celebrities. And when you're going to be a celebrity, let's just say this: if you're going to maintain your celebrity, be out there in the open. You got to be able to take it. You got to be able to take it. If you're going to dish it out, you're going to have to take it. When I say dish it out, you're going to be receiving accolades for your acting, be popular, worldwide known. You're going to also be a target. I don't know what it's like to be Will Smith, but everyone has degrees of fame, right? There's people that are famous in their group. They're the one person everyone focuses on. When they come walking in a room and people are like, oh, they're so you know, that's that's the way it is. Some people are a focal point, other people can get slide in. And no one says, Oh, yeah, there's Tim. And Tim slides in and no problem. But you know, I slide in and stuff like that because I'm a big mouth. If I have my zipper down. I got my shoe on, you know, my shoes on the wrong feet. Not that I have done that in a while. Um, I got to take it. You know, no matter how bad. And there's some things in pe- poor taste that you may not expect there. And you just got to, you got to swallow it with a little Humility but the reactions the, that's the thing that kills me there was people say, I am never going to watch a Will Smith movie well what he did was violent and the thing he chose it was crazy to get up on national television and do that because there's whole motion thing he says he could have just got up and says I will see you in the back he could have just stood up and could have made a point and said listen we will have a discussion about this. You and I. I know. The moment. But yeah. And and people saying, giving it like, rejoicing in a man beating another man or a woman beating another woman. Violence is... Yeah, you know what? People say violence is never the answer. Sometimes it's the answer when you have to protect yourself. physical. When you have to protect yourself from violence. If you can't avoid the violence, right? And, avoid, and, and avoiding the violence would make you susceptible to more violence or to people around you to more violence, then yes, obviously, you have to make a decision there. We're in the real world here. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned something like about the Ukrainians. They say what, they're not going to use harsh language or stern talking to to the Russians. The Ukrainians aren't. To stop them from in. But what you do is you're in the middle of the national show. you say, we will talk. If you want to, it has to be a duel. It's going to be a duel. I say, listen, you're going, to, you're going to have to apologize for that. You and I, were from the streets, right? So I, I want to talk to you about that line it could have been just more effective and people would have said, wow, you know, that seemed to upset Will Smith right there and he did something about it instead of laughing at his wife in the beginning and then waiting for his wife to give a reaction and realize that he better do something. Right? He could have just as easy just stood just stood up and done that and people could, you know, the people that were rejoicing in the violence, I know, hmm, I don't have it. I don't see it. Two wrongs do not make a right. That's the, this is the classic example of that. Chris Rock did something wrong. Will Smith did something real wrong. You know? Because in the beginning, if he had let it slide, people would have looked at it and said, that joke was kind of in poor taste. But then it kind of wipes it all out, and then you have the people on both sides. This is the culture wars in the United States. You just go and say, "Hey, listen, don't take sides. You don't have to take sides. Just don't. You don't have to condone, condone either of those behaviors, right?" I've been on both sides of those things. I have. I've said the most inappropriate thing and people have gotten really upset by that and I've gotten upset when someone said something inappropriate and I'm not proud of either of my reactions but the thing I'm least proud of is when I let my temper lead the way And as I said before, yes, there are circumstances where you need to use measured amount of physical force in order to elicit a positive result. Obviously, i.e. being attacked, being threatened from an attack, you have to remove the threat. There was no threat. You know? He could have reduced that threat and had him to apologize. He said, you could have just said, you need to apologize right now or we're going to see each other in the back. And he would have said, I'm sorry. He would have said, I'm sorry. You know? I have a feeling that he would have said, I'm sorry. Well, listen, I understand. They say, hey, Jim, this is the 600th episode. Why are you um, not doing it? With- well, I, I, it's. It's my day off. I don't really have anybody to do this. I might have someone tomorrow. And I may treat episode 601 as the more. But it's only a number, much like age. It's, it's only significant. It's not like I'm going to stop at 600 or 601 or 682 or 700. If I have the ability to it, I'm going to try to go to 1,000. Yeah, 1,000, and what is 600? And if I do three a week, uh, that's 150. And to the seven i I'd have to do four a week, and that would be that would bring me to 800. It'd take me two more years to get me. Take me two years to get to uh, my thousandth episode. But by then, I hope the show will have transformed like it has previous before when we started out. Originally when I started out in episode uh, one, two, three, I had picked out several topics and started making like bar topics, bar specific. But then again, being a bartender is like being anyone else where you're sitting in a place like a barbershop. We're a barbershop that serves Booze, and we're not giving trims. People may be looking for trim, but they're not getting trims. Uh, they could be getting trim. It's a play on words and kind of, kind of body. I understand that. Uh, I realize that every topic is a bar topic, just like it's just the way we talk about things. And I notice there's a lot of bartenders out there now that are doing tiktok and things like that just be careful how you judge other bartenders too Uh, some young lady did I saw one talking about someone ordered a a double a double vodka and water and saying what do you have a drinking problem "Double." if you have a drinking problem you're not going to order water or ice you're just going to drink the vodka give me the vodka I'm telling you that's that's me I mean, you can have a drinking problem. You may have a drinking problem, but the really thing that shows that you have a drinking problem will be that. You asking for no mixer, no ice, and that. So I'd like to thank you. It's a short episode today. I will be back tomorrow, most certainly. And I hope you have a great day. Remember, let's support our friends in Ukraine uh, with everything that we can. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye. into mattress firm's best memorial day sale ever get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to five hundred dollars on sealy plus get a free adjustable base with qualifying sealy purchases up to a 4.99 value or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in america and save up to five hundred dollars on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery and get a three hundred dollar instant gift talk to a sleep expert today only a mattress firm restrictions apply see store or mattressfirm.com for details